The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Always good to be with Pastor P on the program here. Listen, as we continue to move down this road, it's good to be Pastor P because we're breathing life and energy into the hearts and minds of God's people, and that's a good thing. That's why you're the voice of inspiration, Percy. All right, let's lay out the program ahead for our listeners. We're calling this, You're Going to the Other Side. That's going to be, become obvious as we read the scripture today. It is, because when we talk about telling people to move forward and to progress through negative circumstances, getting to the other side sometimes is difficult to see what the other side is or where the other side is. And we're going to talk about focus, what we focus on in the midst of our storm, and we'll unpack that as we go through this today. Well, I'm going to jump the gun a bit and ask you to read the scripture right now because I think it really sets the theme for today. Well, with that being said, I will oblige my friend. Mark, the fourth chapter, our spiritual nugget begins at verse 35. And you know this scripture well, so listen to it again with a fresh set of ears. Verse 35 says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, being Jesus, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? The scripture is about focus. What are we focusing on as we are going to the other side? Are we focusing on the storm? Are we focusing on the, the, the source of strength, hope, and a principle that's working with us? In this case, it was Christ. He wanted them to focus on him and not the circumstances. And for our purposes, we're equating the storm with a cancer journey. That is correct. And we're going to hear from a person today who's been on that cancer journey, not once, but four times. Four-time cancer survivor. Uh, is going to speak to our heart today in a very poignant way with regard to overcoming and going to the other side. We'll meet her in just a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. There are four things every cancer patient must do, and that's the resource we want to place into your hands today. We do that through our website, so you can go there right now and download this. Four things every cancer patient must do. Knowledge is power, and uh, we really need these things. But not those who listen to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Because our listeners are hopefully being empowered with content that allows them to find strength and courage while facing health care challenges, as well as supporting those who are facing health care challenges while on their cancer journey. So to download four things every cancer patient must do, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. For those of you listening right now through our website, we hope that you'll also subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, because that will mean that you'll never miss an episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And as you subscribe, leave a review there on iTunes so that others know why you listen and what value you get from this uh, this podcast so that they may tune in each week as well. Go to 
iTunes and look for Health, Hope, and Inspiration and subscribe. It's free. There's no charge for that, and we really appreciate that. All right, this podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. I hope you'll visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor when you do to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of that homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, you often travel about the country interviewing folks, and you found yourself down in Georgia recently. And with that, we spoke to a dear, wonderful, four-time cancer survivor who also works for the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at the uh, uh, Noonan facility there. And she shared with us her her remarkable journey of uh, going through cancer and treatment four different times, reflecting upon uh, how she had to really realign her mental focus that empowered and allowed her to endure her medical treatment and also allow her sense of spirituality and faith to buoy and support her through that process. Let's listen and learn from our guest. Here's Pastor P. With me today is Lori Sparks, who works at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. And she is the government and community affairs person. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that is and what she does. But also, she is a four-time cancer survivor. And we definitely want to hear her story with respect to that. Welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. You seem so pleasant and nice. And I'm curious and interested in in your background, obviously. First and foremost, what is your role and what exactly it is that you do at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America? Well, I assist the Vice President of Government and Community Affairs, Ray Williams. Okay. I first met Ray. I worked at the state capitol for about 15 years Mm -hmm. in the state senate, and I um, was fortunate to work for the chairman of Health and Human Services. Okay, so you've been For many years. And I was actually at the capitol when... Uh, CTCA first approached the state to build a hospital here. So I've been a part of the process on the other side from the very beginning. At the time they came here, I was actually undergoing uh, treatment for my second cancer, which was a pancreatic tumor. Okay. And hearing about how CTCA approached their treatment of patients just blew me away and I thought I want everybody to have this kind of choice in their care. And let's establish are you cleared of your cancer at I this am, point? I am cancer free. Well, praise God. All right so let's talk about cancer. That's what we do on mm-hmm. this show. We talk to faith, the faith community mm-hmm. uh, about health, hope and inspiration. How did you feel initially when you were first told, I guess, the first time that you had cancer? Well, the first time was in 1990, and it was actually, um, I found out I had cancer right after my my father passed away okay. from, after a 12-year battle of kidney cancer. Wow. So I had witnessed for, firsthand what cancer can do. Yeah. But I had a great example of a man of faith and not allowing your diagnosis to define you from my father. And so I 
I approached my diagnosis in the same way. So in not allowing one's diagnosis, in this case cancer, to define them, what does that mean? Let's just get a little more practical. Well, for me, it meant uh, that I didn't focus all of my energy 24 hours a day on this diagnosis. Okay. I, I was a young mom. I had two little girls. Mm. Um, I had, you know, responsibilities. Cancer was something that happened that I had to take care of. Sure. I had to see the pro- appropriate professionals about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I prayed about and talked with my church leaders about. But basically, I just trusted in the Lord. I followed the steps that I needed to take to treat the cancer physically. I followed the steps that I thought were important for me spiritually and mentally, and then I just put my trust and continued to live my life. And and what's important, I think, to note is the fact that, number one, is that you were able to allow your, your spiritual sense of being while addressing your physical needs clinically. That's correct. To be done all in one environment without one compromising the other. That's correct. Let's talk about that a little bit. How mm-hmm. important is that, do you think, and why was that meaningful for you? I think it was really meaningful, basically from the example of my dad. He had a, a kidney tumor that spread to his spine, mm-hmm. and they told him he was never going to walk again. Mm-hmm. Six weeks le- later, he was back at work. Okay. Um, So he's a fighter, obviously. He was a fighter, but he knew that God was bigger than cancer. Got it. Um, He appreciated the clinical expertise of the people that were joining, and he followed. But he also knew there was something bigger at work in his situation, and that's how I approached it, too. I I knew that God was at work in, in this situation. And what happens often, and again, in my 20-plus years, I've seen the conflict for believers to struggle through how do they reconcile their faith with their clinical uh, pathway. And in some cases, I have unfortunately seen people negate their clinical pathway because of the pursuit of their faith. Right. I'm not hearing a conflict here. I'm not even hearing a wrestling here. I hear very what appears to be as smooth and seamless as a path can be with cancer, which, you know, that's an, that may be an oxymoron, but while being and allowing your sense of faith and spirituality to really strengthen, nurture, and carry you through that process. That's correct. I, I could share with you one way that I feel like the Lord really worked with me during my time, these many years with cancer. Mm. I had a reoccurring dream. Um, I was on the boat with Jesus and the disciples when he said, let's go to the other side. Sure. I just recently was was, was on a boat on the Sea of Galilee in Israel, so oh, I wow. can relate to this analogy. And and so in this dream, it was during when I was having my treatments, and I literally could feel the nausea, of the waves, and all that stuff. And the first part of this dream, I was just observing. I was aware of what was going on, that I was with the disciples and Jesus, and I knew we were going to get mm. on the other side. Mm. But as my treatments and my uh, everything progressed, the, the dream changed, and I re- felt like I could participate in it. Mm. And so the next time I had the dream, I went and laid in Jesus' arms because I knew that that was the safe place in the boat sure. and that he was going to take care of everything. And then later I realized that I could speak to the storm. 
and say, peace, be still. Mm-hmm. And so as, as I progressed in, in my treatment and everything, I realized I needed to speak to what was happening in my, in my body, all while having the confidence that Jesus was going to get me to the other side. So part of receiving healing in my body was the work he was doing in my mindset. Having the mindset of Christ was how I was going to be able to get through what I was experiencing um, in my body physically. And so in in this pursuit, because again, I want to, you know, this is so far very clean and neat narrative, but we're not just talking about a weekend or an occasional uh, incident here. We're talking about four times you did this. Exactly. It was a process. Over a period of how long? Uh, My first cancer was in 1990. Then the second was in 2006 in 2008 and then i've had multiple skin cancers uh since that time as well so we're so in the boat we're and in we've been, the boat and we've been out on the on the motion of the ocean several times exactly now. exactly because i think it's important to clarify for those that are listening and again uh our faith does and certainly will sustain us but it does not guarantee that we won't have to go through any storms exactly were there ever times that there were some days that seemed not quite as steady as 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 you would hope they would be, and you had to work through some ebb and some flow of doubt, hesitation, worry, fear. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I, I definitely identified with the disciples on the boats. Like, yeah. you know, why aren't you stopping this storm? You're Jesus Christ. Why would you put us in this boat and say we're going to go to the other side? You know, you're not paying attention to what we're going on. You're you're over there sleeping, mm. and you know, and and they were seasoned sailors, and they were afraid. Yes, you know. So I definitely had those moments when I identified with the disciples, but then I just had to get my focus on and remember the end of the story was that they got to the other side, sure. and that Jesus was trying to change their mindset to show that they could be like Him and rest in the storm, or mm. they could speak to the storm themselves. Mm-hmm and still it we don't need to go into the specifics of the type of clinical care but in general did you do radiation did you do chemotherapy let's talk about some of the the medical pathways of the storm while trusting and relying upon your faith in god i had um surgeries followed up with radiation and uh, chemo but the type of chemo i had uh, wasn't as intense as what some people experience um, for instance with my pancreatic cancer it was actually caught extremely early they thought it was an incidental finding but okay I, I know that god directed the eyes mm. uh, to see the tumor there okay my oncologist said he had never had a pancreatic tumor caught that early wow. and of course yeah. as many of our listening audience may know pancreatic cancer is one of the more difficult cancers, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to treat. So again, to hear that right. reference is really quite powerful at the end of the day, for sure. You you go through all of your treatments, mm-hmm. surgeries, multiple surgeries, multiple surgeries. Uh, chemotherapies, uh, radiation, etc. And then you start working for an organization that treats cancer patients. Uh, how profound is the marriage of the fact that you now work for a cancer care organization having been a cancer patient. Well, to me, it shows that, that God hears and knows the desires of my heart. My passion is helping others, and that's one of the things I enjoyed about my job at the, the Capitol. 
Um, but it is not lost on me that uh, with pancreatic cancer, usually the survival rate is five years. Mm-hmm. And I went past 50 to – I'm 56 now. Praise and God. I am working my dream job that combines my government, state and local government experience plus my personal experience yes. with cancer. I'm able to help others. Every, I'm able to be an encouragement every single day to someone who's struggling and shine a light on the fact that you can get to the other side of this and, and receive healing in many different ways. Yes, yes. And so with the closing seconds that we have, what would be the one – thing for you as an epiphany or realization that you would like to leave with someone today who may be being diagnosed or being treated for cancer from your perspective what would you say to that person right now cancer isn't a death sentence and don't stop living while you're treating live your life don't let it define you Mm. and those things that you take for granted don't do it anymore Tell people that you love them. If you have an opportunity to help someone, help them. That's the basic thing. Just don't. Maybe it's just a reason to live even harder. You know, with more intense uh, purpose. You've just heard from Lori Sparks, four-time cancer survivor, who did not allow her diagnosis to define her. Today, we celebrate you. Thank you so much. Keep living and keep inspiring. Thank you. God bless. We'll talk about what we've learned from Lori here today in just a moment with Percy McRae. In the meantime, I hope you'll go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download four things every cancer patient must do. Let me just give them to you quickly, but you can download them and have them uh, in print for yourself. Number one, get a second opinion. Number two, Find the right doctors. Number three, know what questions to ask. And number four, stay strong for the fight, as Lori did, as we heard her testimony here today. So go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com and check out this resource. Absolutely. And again, be empowered and strengthened with basic knowledge and information that will allow you to face the enemy of cancer and look it square in the eye and say, I can do all things through Christ. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. I was thrilled to hear the testimony, the story of Lori here today. Well, Lori gave a very powerful story of, again, being a four-time cancer fighter and survivor. That is a resilient person right there. And one of those particular cancers are one of the more difficult cancers to treat, which is pancreatic cancer. Well, when she said she had a tumor in her pancreas, I thought many times people don't survive that. Well, statistically, uh, what we've understood is that that is a very difficult cancer to treat. 
but not impossible, as we just heard from this particular testimony. And it really dovetails out of the theme of of the day with regard to going to the other side. Mm -hmm. We we now know and understand that fundamentally people have survived basically every type of cancer diagnosis. So when we hear that people are having difficulty or there are difficult cancers to treat, that does not necessarily mean that they are not able to be treated. And so we want to encourage people to believe, and her testimony certainly spoke to that and resonated the fact that despite that being one of the more difficult cancers to treat, that she found herself uh, with a testimony that said that she has been there, done that, and she has lived and survived to tell her story. Yeah, I never tire of hearing the word from these uh, these guests that you bring to the program of how the Lord has met them. And like so many other guests, Lori said, in essence, that she didn't let her cancer define her. Well, it's an important uh, statement. And again, clearly, uh, so to restate that, she says she did not allow her diagnosis to define her. So the two D's here, diagnosis and definition, what happens often for so many people is that in their mind, because they've received information, then that becomes a mechanism of definition. Uh, I once preached a sermon when I was pastoring my church many years ago that if anything or anyone can define you, that they can confine you. Mm -hmm. See, being confined really comes from definition. And so she did not allow her diagnosis to be a definition of who she was or what she potentially could be. And therefore, she began to work through good medical care and treatment, and she reiterated that very clearly. She never compromised her medical treatment, but while going through her medical treatment, while being adherent to her medical processes, she allowed her mind, and she talked about the refocusing of her thoughts and her thinking to stay clearly, objectively lined up to the principles and the promises and the prospects of what the Lord has said to her about potentially living and not dying. And I think that that's an important distinction of being able to counterbalance a diagnosis versus definition. Four times this woman faced cancer and four times she would not let it define her and and let it be a death sentence for her. And I think that when we really highlight that fact, that's not being hyperbolic at all, Wayne. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how many people do you know uh, theoretically, who may have been told that they were going to have cancer four times would walk away from that experience saying, listen, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a survivor, yeah. you know. I'm sure there's ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you got to have some hope. Well, and so she did talk about the fact that every day wasn't on the mountaintop, you know, uh, singing glory, glory, hallelujah. But again, what we now know and what we should understand and what we're trying to help others who may be listening, that this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. She talked about about a length of time over several years of going through different challenges, different diagnoses, and still rising from the ashes, if you will, like a phoenix, to continue to tell her story. And that is worth yelling from the top of the mountain to yeah. anyone that is listening to May that. we be that kind of encourager to those in our life who are going through deep, deep I, waters in a storm. Well, right? how many of us would even want to sign up to be that person, let alone have to tell that story later on down the line? Yeah. So we titled this program, You're Going to the Other Side. You want to go back to that scripture and just kind of summarize that for us? So our spiritual nugget for today is found in Mark 4, and it's the famous passage of Scripture with Jesus and the disciples in the boat, found uh, starting at verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us, and I, I want to highlight this. Notice what Jesus said. He didn't say you guys go. He said, let us 
cross over to the other side. He's in the boat with us. There we go. He's riding along with us, verse 36. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with them, and a great windstorm arose. Just because God is with you, just because Jesus is with you, does not mean a storm is not going to come your way. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40 is the payoff of this scripture. Listen to me carefully. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And then verse 41 is also the payoff. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, who is this or who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? In other words, the focus was on the winds and not on the wind whisperer, if you will. <laughs> Jesus calms the seas. He doesn't necessarily stop the seas. He doesn't necessarily divert the seas, but he will calm the seas as they come our way if we have him in our boat as we go to the other side. What a great word. Thank you, Pastor P. Percy McRae, our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hey, I want you to go to that website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Number one, download the resource, Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. Number two, subscribe right there on the webpage to the podcast of this program, the one you're listening to now, but you'll get automatic notification and download the program through iTunes. So you can do all of that right from healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our time is up. It's always too short. Pastor, thanks for your time. Listen, we've got work to do, so keep chopping Chopping the the wood. wood. All right, I got it. See you next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.